The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks. This episode of Beyond is brought to you by Gamefly. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Welcome, everybody, once again to Beyond, episode 512. My name is Max Scoville, and I'm joined by Alana Pierce. Hello, Max. And Marty Sleva. I don't like what's going on right now. Ryan's not here, so we're being quiet. This is IGNPR. Hey, everybody. Welcome to welcome to the, the, the next big games of the week. IGN ASMR. Uh, all bunch of games. Anyway, um, how you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Playing some playing some games. A whole bunch of games to be playing. Um Good. We're totally we're totally creeping into that part of the year when it's suddenly like it's not like oh, I wish there were more games. It's like I wish there were less games. There's too much stuff to keep up with. And who's uh, getting there? That's a good problem. Andy, like we're about we hit it now. Like with Destiny coming out, we hit it where every week there's at least one, if not more, games I'm very interested in playing. And yeah. some of them are AAA, some from indie. Um, but just like looking at what October, November are like, it's it's terrifying but exciting. Yeah. yeah. So let's just right off the bat, let's talk about some of the games we're playing. So I don't want to. Let's talk about something before I talk, talk about, about Destiny. About I want to talk about Destiny, but I feel like we could talk about another game before I talk about Destiny. I don't have a ton more we to say about, about Destiny. We never spoke about Destiny ever again. Okay, so I did the first half of the raid over the weekend, which was really exciting because I got raid ready. Uh, and we did the first half of the raid, and I did it with a group of people that had already done the raid before, uh, including Zach Ryan and, and Terry Schwartz, who've been on this show. Um, and I did the first half of it, and uh, I played for six hours straight. And I got through 59% of it, and it is one of my favorite things of the year. Really? Yeah, yeah it's so the good. Raids and Destiny want a really good time. It's right. so, also, like, the narrative conceit of the raid is sort of like like Arcade, the, the, the X-Men villain. Mm-hmm. There's sort of like a dude who just, like, is obsessed with hedonism and is really bored. And he's like, ah, okay, you're going to come to my pleasure palace, and I just want to watch you die, but I want to do it in entertaining ways, which I kind of like. Um, so he's, I guess he's, like, cross between Arcade and Mojo. Okay. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. I don't know what he looks like yet, so he might not look like... Oh, you still Arc- haven't finished the raid. Oh, no, no. We got through... Uh, we got to the end of the third of five parts, right. and then we just couldn't beat it. But there's a stealth section, which you'd think wouldn't yeah. be good in a first-person shooter, but no, it's actually... So they have those in Destiny 1 yeah. as well, and the stealth section was like... It was a maze that was also a stealth section, and that was like my... F- favorite part of the raid but also the most frustrating part because if one person screws up everyone dies yeah so that sucked yeah it's just also it, it like i'm not a big multiplayer guy which anyone who's watched or listened to the show knows but uh it requires so much concise communication that i'd never really get in games just because playing persona or horizon i'm not communicating with anyone see i kind of hate that i think yeah. um just the, the fact that it's you, having to rely on somebody else like I, i'm down to jump into like a game of battlefield one and just shoot strangers mm-hmm. but like that level of like coordination i feel like it's 
I don't know. It's like getting getting the friends. It's like it's like picking a place to eat when you're with a bunch sure. of people. It's like just that much more complicated than being like, all right, it's me and one other person. Let's go sit down. Yeah, someplace. but it's not like the rate is six people, but it's not. You don't get paid with randos. Like you have to come right. in. You have to roll in with your six. No, that's what I mean. Which is works. That sounds that sounds like well, a logistical nightmare. But I no, I played Destiny One the first raid with people that I found on Reddit. Yeah. So it was like people I didn't know at all, but we matched up on Reddit because I like didn't have anyone else to play with at the time that worked for me or whatever. Yeah. It was so active that you could just post and be like, "Hey, anyone free in an hour?" and it would work out that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't have to play it with people that you know, huh. but you do have to be able to talk to people. But I think everything else in Destiny Two. Or Destiny One, you don't need to talk to people. Yeah. Oh no, it's totally. Just with like, this, you, you needed like clear communication. There had to be certain people that were like certain. Like in in the stealthy section, there's five people who are down on the ground, and then there are two people who or two four people who are down on the ground, and two people who are up high. And the people who are up high have to call out like, "Hey, this dog is over there," or like, "Hey, you go to the woods or go to the far right right now." And so you just need clear and concise communication which i find really interesting i feel like i'm always late to the party with this stuff like for yeah. the longest time i dragged my feet about like competitive multiplayer and then i finally that hooked me and i'm like hey guys battlefront battlefield one you guys want to and everyone's like we're doing this thing that requires six people in teamwork and i'm like oh, okay never mind. <laughs> i'm just over here with just with random strangers well, definitely more of an investment yeah yeah but it's also like when we beat like we spent two and a half hours on the pleasure gardens also one of the areas is called the pleasure gardens which is that great sounds awesome yeah, yeah that, i love pleasure yeah what about gardens they're okay you gotta stop doing this weird asmr night yeah we're doing a lot of asmr um so it's been like a weird sleepy monday here and i think it's because <laughs> two of the lights are out in the office well it was also because that actually a thing yeah oh it's very dark by my desk it sucks oh. It's all the carbon carbon monoxide followed you. That's yeah, true. I had to get tested for carbon monoxide poisoning this morning because there was a gas leak in my apartment. She had to sleep here they, one of the nights. How did they test you for that? It was a blood test. Oh, really? Yeah. You sure it wasn't just somebody who like was trying to get your blood? Well, I went to to the do- to the hospital. It's like yeah. that. If it were on a street corner, maybe. Are you sure they weren't just trying to make you leave? Like they were like, oh, fine. Well, my alarm blood, definitely went away. off and said carbon monoxide detected. Please evacuate immediately. Huh. So I evacuated and then but, slept here. It's less of that. I mean, you had plans. It wasn't like you evacuated. You just had to leave. Yeah, and I didn't even leave that quickly. I got a real bad Yeah, night. that was the thing. <laughs> you were like, it, it was going off for an hour, and then we met at the bar. And I'm like, why were you there for an hour? Why didn't you just leave immediately? I wanted to like clean up and stuff in case someone had to come in and get the gas out. Oh, you don't need to do that. Carbon monoxide actually sterilizes everything. It's great. <laughs> then we ended, up, we ended up drinking all night, and she's like, well, I have a headache, but I don't know if it's because I'm drunk or not. Yeah. Great job, guys. Good hustle. Yeah. Um, Great to be an adult. So, some guy on the internet who I don't, I don't. He tweeted it at like an unofficial Beyond account and was like, "Does Max even play games? I feel like he doesn't like them." And that sucked. Yeah. I hate that. Like, I mean, occasionally I, I'm like, I don't know, negative or critical about. Welcome stuff, to my life. Everybody, I don't know. Like everybody, like, I feel like we've all had this before, where it's like, do they even play them? Do they like the games? And it's like, yeah, I love games. Occasionally, I'm not glued to something sure um but i figure we could all talk about like kind of what we're playing these days and how it hooks you mm-hmm. um obviously you're playing a bunch of destiny alana what are you playing these days yeah literally nothing so nothing? it's a terrible time to talk about this uh, my family was visiting and then my dog died so i've just like not been playing video games i just haven't That's been like, wanting to do anything those are pretty good reasons to not it's play been like two games. weeks, but I did play a little bit of Nia again over the weekend. I'm on my fourth playthrough of Nia now, so I'm still playing through that. Do you even play Nia? <laughs> like quite a bit, 60 hours. I don't um, think you like that game. You've only played yeah. it like four times. And I'm definitely going to start um, Persona next week. Do you feel, because you're replaying Nier, do you feel like you're missing out on other stuff that you haven't touched? So it's because of the frame of mind that I'm in where I want something that's really passive. So it's like, I don't want to, I didn't want to play Destiny over the weekend. I was planning to start it and then didn't because it's like, I just, when I'm by myself at the moment, I don't want to, I just don't, I'm just very, would like to just play something that I know. 
And that's exactly what my attitude towards it have been. I've mm-hmm. also been playing Horizon as well. Like I'm still picking that up every now and then because I didn't finish it. So it's been those two, which I feel are things like I'm familiar with. The familiarity thing is totally true. Like when you're down or when you're a little bit depressed or when you're just sad for some reason yeah. or another. Like I don't want to venture out into new games. Like if I do play games, it's mm-hmm. something that's it's comfort food. It's chicken soup. No, we're well, also- it's also because I'm not in a state of mind where I can be excited, I think. Yeah. So it's like I'm just trying to play stuff that's like – this is something I know that will take my mind off the other thing that I don't want to think about. And I'm just like kind of getting through it that way. And it's like it's helping me a lot. Like playing Nia has been super helpful because it's like otherwise I'll just sit in my apartment and do nothing. So mm. it's like it's and super then helpful. then the carbon monoxide comes. No, and then I have to <laughs> get out. Yeah. Under normal circumstances, do you guys feel like do you feel guilty as professionals in the games industry for not constantly staying up to date with whatever the next yeah. thing is? Yeah. Like that's kind of what I wanted to get at here is that yeah. like, it sucks to be like I've been playing uh, Yakuza Kiwami still. And I'm just chipping away at it. I think I'm like just over 30 hours into it and I'm, I'm close to the end, but I'm still playing around with the sub stories. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, like, I love this game. It's possibly going to be my game of the year. And just to have some rando be like, oh, you don't even like games. I'm like, yes, I do. I like a really weird obtuse one. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sorry that I don't address that enough. But Well, and it's just weird because our nature, uh, uh, the nature of our jobs is we have to sort of tend, like – on a surface level, stay up to date on everything mm-hmm. on the news and, and sort of generally what the vibe is around a game. We try to play everything at least a little bit when it comes out, but there's ultimately games like we started talking about near late because you, we didn't start near till a month or two ago. Well, but I also have an attitude towards things like that where I want to fill a, a gap. Sure. So I don't feel as much responsibility to play destiny when I know so many other people in the yeah. are playing it. So it's like, we already have a lot of those perspectives. It's like, I still want to play that game, but on a professional level, mm-hmm. I don't feel the guilt for not playing it because everyone's playing. Yeah. So it's like I professionally don't need to. I will just play that for myself. Yeah, Whereas Neo was a little different because we had very few people who had played it. So it was also like I both want to play this like this and feel a responsibility to have played yeah. this come game. Of the I mean, year. and it was the same thing with you guys both played Little Nightmares late. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're like, oh, my God, this was incredible. Yeah. Like, And that's one of those. It's always a bummer. Like, man, I wish I would have played that. Well, I saw right when it came recently. Out. Too, yeah. So I've just I've just been playing like a handful of weird stuff lately. But yeah, yeah I mean, I think the, the flip side to the trying to fill that gap is that if you miss out on the big thing that everyone else is playing, then you feel like you're left out. So I don't care about of, that at all. Really? I'm like, leave me out. Then I have time to play my own stuff. Like, that well, doesn't bother me at I'm all. I'm seeing a weird thing around the office where Destiny is sort of like it's almost like football. And that it's like it's kind of replaced Game of Thrones as like the sort of standard issue water cooler talk. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you and Fran and Zach and everyone will kind of gather around and, and you know talk about mm-hmm. Destiny. And totally like, true. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we got a question from one one of our Speaking our of uh, Destiny. One of our members of our Facebook Facebook group, Keith Jennings Stevens, says, "What is your light level in Destiny 2? Uh Before I answer, because I know what my light level is. What's your light level? You call me fat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I weigh about 130 pounds. Yeah. Uh, I have good credit, and I, I uh, and I'm I'm 200 pounds. <laughs> uh, my light level is currently uh, 273. So that you you level up your character level to 20, which happens pretty naturally, and then uh, light level slash uh, power level is I think yeah. they call it power is gear. Um, so that is the thing you slowly increase, and uh, to get to the raid you have to be 260. It's recommended to be higher. Uh, I was far and away the weakest person on my team with mm-hmm. 270, which only came very readily apparent when we had to get in combat scenarios. And I was like, oh, you're all uh, way overpowered. Yeah, but don't you have two assault rifles as well? Yeah, two assault yeah, rifles. But one's called Origin Story, which I really I think is a cool oh, name for a gun. That, you're right. No, yeah. Origin Story is a really cool name maybe for a gun. Maybe get rid of the other one. I should, but I don't, I didn't, we were in the raid. I didn't, I couldn't. Yeah, you definitely should have done that before the raid. Yeah, I was, I was foolish. Um, yeah, I'm, 
I think the Destiny 2 thing, though, is it came out at the perfect time in terms of the water cooler talk. I think it came out at the perfect time. I think you're, we're going to start having those conversations splinter off as people are playing Cuphead and Shadow of War and Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed and Wolfenstein and Evil Within and Mario and Battlefront and Call of Duty. So I have a feeling that the, there's always going to be the crazy Fireteam chat boys and girls who uh, will – continue to play this and just have it be their life. Yeah. Um, whereas I think it's all of us... definitely like that start. with Zelda at the start of the year where it was yeah. like people pulling each other away into rooms and being like, I can't tell anyone else about this. I mean, that was you. I just found this thing. So you... It's me and Jose and Brendan. Yeah. Um, and then it happened with Horizon as well. Yeah. Like I was trying to, for a really long time, avoid the Horizon conversation so I wouldn't get spoilers and because I'm still playing that game. I'm like, I've had two things spoiled from this office, but for the most part, it's been okay. But Do you know where she's, the, the hair is not real, natural red? That would be real weird. If you get like, gasp! You get twenty five hours in that game, and she's like, "Oh man, it's hot in here," and just takes off her wig. You're like, what the? Aloy, <laughs> <laughs> it was a wig the whole time. <laughs> How did it not fall off during any of these dinosaur fights? <laughs> she's actually just a pair of shoes. The entire human is a is a fake body. Oh, God. <laughs> it's really upsetting to think about. I don't like that at all. <laughs> <She> just... <laughs> oh, like that, that whole like the, the first person shooter logic, where like you're not. You're controlling the hand that's holding the gun. There's yeah, not actually yeah. a body. <laughs> yeah, there. like Doom Guy is just like a gun that moves around the world. Yeah. A fun um, fact: Speaking of Aloy, um, Ashley Birch is Chun Li in Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Really? really? Yeah. Man. Which is the thing I've also been playing. I said I haven't been playing anything. By that, I guess I mean I've been playing a yeah. handful of things very casually. So you're like not a, a fake bit. gamer, girl. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah, I lie. <laughs> <laughs> you lie about it. You play all the games. You just keep it a secret. Um, so one game that everyone has been playing a lot kind of around the office, I actually was sort of – I felt weirdly guilty about this because it's. I've been playing it on Switch. SteamWorld Dig 2 is out today. Uh, it's on Vita as well. It's on Vita as well. It's on PS4. I imagine it's coming to Xbox One as, as well, probably PC. These guys are one of those studios that just puts their stuff sure. out on everything. Uh, I did like a little silent hurrah. It was very dorky when I found out it was on Vita because like it's so perfect for that. It's yeah. perfect like portable, uh, just Metroidvania. It's it's like Dig Dug but a Metroidvania but with like a yeah. really cool like kind of loot um, – not loot thing, but like you, you get you you dig in the ground, you get gems, and you trade them in for upgrades and stuff. Yeah, so like a gameplay, it's like the the yeah. the, the risk reward loop. Yeah, um, it reminds me a ton of Guacamelee. Nice, but oh, without cool. without the melee, huh. it's just a really very Guaca. kind of very like low impact just universe. Guac- no. Yeah, it's just a lot of avocados mashed up in a bowl. Um, Gross. But no, basically, it's like I didn't play the first one. Uh, I thought it was kind of I didn't like how it looked, and this one at a glance, I was like, I don't know how I, I don't feel like about the way it. It looks. It's. You get used to it. Like, that's the thing is once you get hooked into the, the yeah. gameplay, then you don't care. I don't doubt that because it's like the same thing happened to me with Terraria. When I saw yeah. that, I was like, oh, and then I played it. And I was like, oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, Tetris amazing. looks stupid. It's about little blocks. Yeah. But then you play it and you're like, oh, something happened inside Ooh, my brain. Good yeah. Russian tunes. Uh, yeah. I know Brian's also obsessed with the game. It's super yeah. fun. People seem pretty hot on it. Um, so, yeah, I like I highly recommend that. But it's really funny because there's part of me that like sees you playing Destiny and I'm like, no, thank you. That looks that seems like a tedious grind. And then I wake up at like. 7 30 on saturday and i just sit in bed for three hours playing like steam world and i was like ah oh, crap i should get up i did the thing i got yeah. a bunch of rocks and gems and, yeah uh but it's it's super duper fun um it's i mean obviously nothing is for everybody but um if you're a fan of of metroidvanias and stuff like that i highly recommend it yeah do you ever did you get that thing with games when you're super obsessed with them and all of a sudden you're like oh i've been doing this for six hours like what time of day is it should i leave should i go outside well that's that's also i pay a ton of attention to that really? when i'm playing something i'll be like oh, i've been playing this for three hours i guess i could play for another three hours but i like totally <laughs> yeah. pay attention to no, it mine, in i just totally forget 
And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I need to go to this thing. And I'm like, what is it day? Is it, is it (laughs) warm? What is today like? And then I like went outside. I'm like, oh, it's still kind of day. I gotta, I've never been to your home. You have windows. I have a window, but it looks out into sort of like an enclosed area Mm. that, oh, a light well. Mine's kind of the same. I can't really see what. I have to yeah. like crane my neck to see if it's like. Yeah, I, I like. I don't know what the weather is. I don't yeah. know what time. That's why when I left, I left to, to meet up with you before we went to the Oktoberfest thing, and I was like, "Is it warm? Is it good outside? Mm-hmm. Is it, it is, the actually. day?" And it was the warm and the good and the yeah, day. Dude, part of me like gets seriously jealous of that because I've got I don't know I've got windows. You have a lot of windows. House. Yeah, and yeah. it's always like if I'm sitting inside playing video games and maybe the sun's not in my eyes. If it's nice out, I'm like. Oh, I should go outside and play the yeah. play the world. That is the world. actually a good point. I think about the reverse of that, and I'm like, I wish that I had somewhere that I could sit outside that's close by, so I just go to the super nice park that's nearby. But like, it's literally the opposite of that. I'm like, oh, I wish I could sit outside in the sun. I guess it's sunny. I don't know. But then I don't think about it when I'm playing something for 12 hours straight. Yeah, there's that thing though in with games, and I mean, I want to talk about this with in, in regards to like Destiny and and Steam World, where it doesn't feel like you're making progress, but you're still you're still playing it. Yeah, and it's like, what is it that like? What is that? What is that hook? Like, what that? I've wanted to write a feature for a really long time about the idea that people don't actually enjoy playing World of Warcraft; they just get addicted to a sense of accomplishment. And it's I played a ton of Neverwinter, which is just like basically World of Warcraft inspired by D anD. d And it's like at a certain point, did I enjoy clicking? the mouse did i actually like doing that like was that fun for me probably not it was just that i was always setting myself goals that i would move towards and i always wanted the next shiny thing to make myself look cool and i would really really love to actually talk to a psychologist about this and be like what is this feedback loop that makes people put a thousand hours into dota what is that is is it enjoyment Mm -hmm. or is it just like some kind of high you get from a fake accomplishment it's the it's the endorphins you get from that that sense of accomplishment right which technically could be counted as enjoyment yeah i don't know what is yeah? What is enjoyment? Right. But, I mean, it's that stuff. Like, is destiny so... fun? Like I don't know. Yeah. Like and wow, a big thing with that is it's fun because it's social. So destiny mm-hmm. has the same thing. But destiny is also whereas wow, the mechanic is literally clicking a mouse. So it's the same mechanic as Excel. Um, it's a little more than that, but <laughs> I mean, the input method is clicking a mouse, right? Sure, unless you hotkey, which most yeah. people do. But. Um, whereas with Destiny, it's it's ultimately rooted in the the mechanics of Halo, which you know I think Halo was that game where it was one of the the combat lead or one of the main developers said that they created the reason Halo is successful is because of the twenty they perfected a twenty second loop, and it's a twenty second feedback loop that mm-hmm. feels good. So. F- seeing an enemy, identifying the enemy, firing your gun at the enemy, and the enemy going down feels good. Yeah. Like, they've perfected that 20 seconds, and it's just that forever. And I think the thing... The only two games I've done this to me this year are Destiny and Persona. And with Persona, there was an end. I finished Persona. I'm done. Not... I'm probably never... I'm probably not going to go back to that game. But I think I'm like, what if the game just didn't end? Like, what if... I I got done with the year... That's what, and it that's was just what like Dota and and Wow. Are. Yeah, and it was just like, well, no, you just I go through another year. A lot of Diablo too, yeah. and that was a, the kind of thing where it was just like, at what point do I finish this? At what point do is, I decide I, think I am done? Once, once we finish the raid, which I might do tonight, you can. Finish. I think I'm going to be done. Right, but I then more I'm content will come back. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of you know, quitting while you're in winning or whatever the expression yeah. is. Yeah. While you're ahead, yeah, it, yeah. But um, <laughs> quitting while you're winning, overcoming gambling addiction by Max Scoville. Um, 
but no, like I, I've been playing, you know, Yakuza, and it's it's funny because there's that's one of those games that's just like full of like just little like there are numerous casinos in that game. Like they're different; they have like every possible type of like gambling scenario, mm-hmm. um, and it's they're just scattered all over this map. And there's that sort of feeling of like even if I 100 percent of the story and all of the side quests and everything, there's still like a bunch of little pockets of infinite sense of achievement. Dude, I played so much Gwent in The Witcher 3. Right? And that's the thing that, like, the first time I encountered it, it was like, I have no interest in doing this whatsoever. And then I played a ton of it and was like, why am I doing uh-huh. this? This is, like, such a side part of and this then, game. Yeah, and then you get that that anxiety. It's like the weird sort of Russian nesting doll effect where if you're playing a video game in real life and you're like, I should really go do real life things. Yeah. But within Witcher, you're like, I should probably go save the world from the wild yeah. hunt. Yeah. yeah. But... I Went, would like though. to beat this Baron and get his trading card. Yeah, you know? I would do the same thing. Like in, uh, I didn't get The Witcher, but in Final Fantasy VIII with Triple Triad, yeah. there was that card game inside I there. That and I was, song so I was well. obsessed with it, and I yeah. loved it. And then I'd be like, "This isn't even the game. What is this? What am I doing?" Triple Triad was really good. <laughs> it was though. really good. I don't know why they don't yeah. just release that on iOS. Free play iOS. That'd be pretty Triple great. Triple Triad. That's yeah. the song. In Yakuza, you've got uh, it's called Mesu King, and it's about. Sexy women dressed up as bugs who have to wrestle, nice. and you have to. It's basically rock paper scissors, but you get trading cards to go with it, and they all have stats. And you have That's to. Weird. You have to go to the arcade and just beat the crap out of these children who are playing. Like you don't. You don't actually. You make the women fight, which is actually more problematic than if you just fought the kids. Those <laughs> games are messed up and great. I feel like I feel like you had like a tantrum during the set. You have the, you the women are all dressed things. up like bugs. There's one who's a paper wasp who keeps killing me, but I went back there. I got like a ladybug. So costume. do you fight them like as you? No. Or do you dress both, up as a sexy woman? It's also? so it's it's you have to go to the Sega arcade. You okay. Have to, in the game, you have to walk to the arcade, okay. and there's a child in like a lab coat there uh-huh. who's like, "Ah, I'm Professor Mesu King. Would you like to challenge a new opponent?" And you're like, "Ah, I will fight against Sachi or whatever." And this little like child comes up to you, and then you open up the arcade, and he goes, "Mesu King!" And you're in this like woodland <laughs> glade, and there's a tree stump, and these women come out onto it like it's a big wrestling ring, and they're supposed to be like woodland fairies, but they're just these sexy bikini ladies who are dressed up like rhinoceros beetles or wasps or whatever and then you do this game of like rock paper scissors but it's got like fighting game um like like life life gauges on it Uh and so then you you do this really arbitrary heavily stats influenced game of rock paper scissors and then if you win it shows all these horrifying rhinoceros beetles and then you get like a trading card and that's in the game that's about like underworld corruption and intrigue, and there's a story there. So is that a real thing in Japan? Can I find an arcade and play with the Messy Maybe. Kings? I think it's a parody of an existing Sega game that's about real bugs, but they decided for Yakuza to make it about women dressed up like the bugs. Wow. I don't know. Amazing. Um, Video games. Yeah. So I'm like, I should probably play Destiny. I don't want to play Destiny. I'll play this. And then you walk around the world and you find extra trading cards behind dumpsters and stuff. How weird would it be if that became the game that everyone in the office was talking about? And so you walk in one day and it's like everyone's talking about Meso King and the, the weird bug ladies. It could happen. Who's dating the, the, the trading well, card. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like Gwent in that like it's this just this thing buried within a larger thing that's yeah. on its own, like sort of weird to. Yeah. Um, I wish well I mean Deadly Premonition has trading cards that are just like scattered all yeah. through people's houses so you just kind of go in their house yeah. and get a trading card and they're like what What do you get out or like yeah. people just react to you strangely also imagine if like I feel like someday Pokemon's just going to become so advanced that they just include the Pokemon trading card game inside of Pokemon and so that becomes that's gonna take a minute that Pokemon is just going to that's also gonna, have the trading card game inside of it I think that minute. that will not happen I think that will Dude, happen I, I'm gonna be, I'm I think gonna, I will I'm get a hold of Jack Nicholson I can, and then, <laughs> I can say this on a, on a PlayStation podcast Game Freak is they're, they're lazy 
They're, what? They're riding that. They're riding that wave. Uh, there are Snorlax. It wasn't until like 2013 that we got a po- Pokemon game where everything was polygons. They were still running on sprites up until that. And it's like we could totally have an open world Pokemon game, but they were like, they're like, uh, they don't uh, want to do that. I don't know why, but this is also not the right podcast to talk about yeah. it. But the reason that I don't think we'll just we replace it with the word Monster Rancher, and then we can talk about it. Those Monster Rancher developers. Do you remember Monster Rancher? Yeah. Do you remember? This is so I literally put so in a when CD. When is Monster Hunter World coming out? Uh, next year? It's, yes. Oh. Yeah. January. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was December. Literally a few weeks ago, uh, I think it was the, the GameScoop guys were coming out of the studio and they were like, I would never, I completely forgot about Monster Rancher. I looked over at Damon and I was like, that's really one of the worst things about working here. He's like, what? I'm like, occasionally you have to think about Monster Rancher. Yeah. So thanks for reminding me <laughs> of that. And so you'd have to put in like the Marshall Mathers LP and then all of a sudden you'd get like a new, a new monster to ranch. Anytime you'd put in the CD, you'd get the, the different monster. You'd really? Put in a cor- yeah. You yeah. remember that was the wrong No, the I don't. Oh, yeah. so the whole thing was it's like Pokemon, but the way you get animals is by you open up your PS1, you take out the Monster Rancher disc, and you put in an audio CD. Yeah. And depending, I think it's on, like something to do with like a code. Like it's yeah, like you put the in the way a, it reads it. Because I'm your, pretty sure that the same CD would give the same thing. Yeah. For so you put in a Weezer CD and you get this monster, and you put in a Corn CD and you get this monster. The freak on a leash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the leashed freak. Yeah. <laughs> the Buddy Holly. <laughs> <laughs> the real Slim Shady. Uh, no, I I, I I I just remember Monster Rancher as being like a one of the many sort of Pokemon things that showed up at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Sounds pretty cool, though, if you could play Eminem in it. Yeah. Well, it. you couldn't do that, but you, yeah. you got things from Eminem. Yeah, yeah. I bet a lot of people have gotten things from Eminem. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, STDs. Hello there. Would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. At Gamefly.com, you pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door. Or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees. So if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time, and they also offer movie rentals too. Go to Gamefly.com slash farbeyond and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting Gamefly.com slash far beyond. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now. Alana, you wrote an op-ed about this sort of weird beef between PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds and Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so basically for anyone who missed it, the uh, executive producer and VP at Blue Hole, who are uh, the indie studio behind PUBG. Next time I laughed at the term Blue Hole. <laughs> because that's what they call the, the buttholes in Avatar. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have buttholes. They just have those ponytails. That I love how together. offended you are by that. No, they don't. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, but they basically released this, this press release that said uh, they were responding to community concerns about Fortnite I don't I don't want to quote it incorrectly but essentially saying that they were like copying the format of PUBG uh, with their battle royale mode that is coming out this week and it was just to me completely insane um so they said you know it's community concerns it's also like part of the issue is to do with the fact that it's Epic Games publishing or developing um Fortnite who also obviously owned the Unreal Engine which is what PUBG runs on so that's a whole thing but the, the the issues evolved now. Core issue, I think this is like one of the dumbest things they ever could have done because it's like releasing a pre- press statement 
being like, hey, this game that is advertising itself as being the same as PUBG, it is the same as PUBG. We're concerned about it. It's just advertising for Fortnite, like unintentionally. And Fortnite's, not- Fortnite's Battle Royale mode is going to be free. Yes, and like, PUBG's thirty dollars. So it's like effectively just advertising Fortnite mm-hmm. doesn't help Bluehole in any way whatsoever. So it's one of the strangest things ever. But then there was an update today where Brennan Green, who is the guy who is Player Unknown, uh, released a statement that it sucks was like, that he re- revealed his real name. Yeah, he's, he's no longer yeah, he's he's player now known. quite known. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, it was actually just an interview. It wasn't really a statement. He was just like, yeah, I don't own. Battle Royale. It's yeah. inspired by Battle Royale. The only reason that the way that PUBG has uh, the force field that closes in as a circle is because I couldn't figure out how to program the squares like they are in Battle Royale. So it's like, it's literally a straight copy. He, he said something along the lines of this kind of thing has existed for as long as people could swing clubs at each other. So it's like, he knows that it, it's not something that he came up with originally. But it just so happens that his idea or his game is the one that's the most popular video game on the planet right now. Right, and it started with he made a mod for Armor and then was hired by uh, the guys at Daybreak for uh, H1Z1, and so he worked on that, and their logic is like, well, this wouldn't exist without uh, H1Z1 because it gave him like the AAA experience, or just more development experience, not technically AAA. So it's like this whole weird loop thing where it's basically like Brendan Green who created this game and then the VP of Blue Hole releasing totally separate statements and it's just the whole thing is like if the issue is with epic games and unreal why would you not just talk to them about it privately why it's, would you send out an email about it yeah. like the, the biggest game right now why why would you publicize this because all it does is make you look bad i just don't mm-hmm. understand it at all it seems like kind of a kind of a fumble it's so also, I mean, weird it's also hey uh heads up if you want to play pubg and you don't have an xbox one or a pc well it's fortnite's out on ps4 and so. it's free yeah. Yeah. that's exactly it it's yeah. like they're just advertising something and i just don't understand they also like issued a legal threat via the original email and it's just how does this help you like they're sure they are technically still indie so it's like maybe they don't have access to good pr but it's just such a weird thing to do like the quote that i used in the article i think i might have removed it but is uh if a dog barks at the moon, nobody really cares. But if the moon barks back, it's the most famous dog in the world. And that's basically what happened here. It's Did like, you make that quote up? No. Uh, obviously, every... You should have just <laughs> said you did, a, you know? Yes. And then whoever said it would call you out. <laughs> obviously, a bunch of Battle Royale games were going to come out. They had come out before PUBG. But it's like, you, if you acknowledge one of them, then you just give it the attention. You didn't mm-hmm. need to acknowledge them. It's just such a strange... Yeah, that's something the internet just sucks at in general, is if if you don't like something, don't signal boost it. Like, don't give attention to it because that generally benefits things in this day and age. I mean, we do that all the time. Who do you, who do you think is the most famous dog on earth? Uh, Clifford? Probably Airbud. Airbud's pretty famous. Airbud's a very Snoop famous dog? dog. Snoop Dogg's Snoop pretty, dog's he's really famous. Pretty good one. Also, isn't he like 90 now? Like he's getting no, up there. I definitely there was that dog 90. that was on stage at the EA press conference. Oh yeah, there was a dog on stage oh, at EA. Oh, that was Boo or something? I think yeah. that was Boo. Mr. Boo? Yeah. yeah. No, Cujo. Cujo's, Cujo's pretty, famous. pretty famous. Anyway, let's get on with this. Um... <laughs> Uh, the Chinese room, the guys who did, uh, Dear Esther and Amnesia Machine for Pigs and everybody's gone to the rapture, uh, laid off everybody. They have, are yeah. having major, major financial problems. There. Yeah. Well, they pretty much issued, there's, there was also major health problem, problems with, uh, sort of the studio heads as well. And they issued a statement that, um, the studio is not shutting down, but they said they've like parted ways with a vast majority of the employees and in, in sort of amicable way where they've helped a lot of them find their next job and everything. I think this has sort of been going on for a while. Um, And the studio's just sort of going radio silent for a while while they figure out what 
they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Like they said, this isn't the end of the studio, but we have to like figure out what the future of this is, which sucks. I mean, A, this is always sad what happens in games, but like B, like they, Dear Esther did pioneer a genre. I think that was mm-hmm. the first walking simulator I ever played. It, it, was, the, it, it was. was the first. Um, and I really like everyone who's gone to the rapture. Yeah. Didn't they say that they're uh, they're done with walking simulators or that they're going to try to explore new stuff? Or uh, they've said that they are they currently have one project that they're a thing that they're finishing. So they have this one last game that they're going to ship, and I don't know what that game is. Um, but then they're just going to take time off and be like, okay, we so we've been working for the last five seven years and we've made all these things. What do we do with life now? And sometimes for people, that's not. I mean. Video games are such a weird young medium where it's not a thing you do and then you do until you die and then you're done making video games. It's like maybe some people are like, all right, I did this for 10 years. I want to do something else. Yeah, or get a, sure. real, get a real job making software for banks or something. Yeah, exactly. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's weird to think about that. There is that level of it's, – it's this intersection of business and creativity. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, you see people who, I don't know, worked in movies – when they were younger and then they were like, I need something more stable, more secure. Or, you know, you see people who are in bands. It's really, a friend of mine wound up at like a barbecue at one of the former misfits drummers house. Yeah. He's just like a regular dude who wound up just getting a desk job basically. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I used to drum for the misfits and now I don't. And you're like, Oh, you got stories, but that's yeah, about it. I guess you know? yeah. to think about. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Things change. That's, that's a bummer to hear though. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it also, sounds like it's for the best for everyone. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it was too brutal. So, Yeah, and I imagine okay. it wasn't – I mean, given those games, I don't think they're like 400-person dev teams. I think yeah. it's relatively small. Um, we did a really good – we had a show, a short-term show a couple of years ago called Game Changers. I think it was like two years ago. We did one on the Chinese room on how uh, they've sort of pioneered the – genre that ended up being Gone Home and Tacoma and Firewatch and a little bit of The Witness and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, also just a PSA, if you haven't played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, um, that was... Is it Everybody's or Everyone's? I think it's Everybody's. Everybody's, everybody's Gone, Gone to the Rapture. Rapture. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is Everybody's. Um, play that. It's on PS4. Also, it came out last year. Very it good. it does have a sprint button. It has a sprint button, but you need to... It's like a... Hold down L2 or something. Yeah, yeah it took a, me a really long a, time to figure it, it out. It, it, you, like, you, it requires... You accelerate. It yeah, it's an acceleration <laughs> button. Yeah. That's one of the two games. So I it's ever, a really interesting game. Like, after I played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, I wanted to experience that in real life more than anything else. Just to, like, the show... Rapture? No. Walking Just quickly? to show up in a town and just everybody's gone. Oh, yeah. And just, like, that would be figure stuff out. Horrifying. And not know why. It is horrifying scary. in the game too. At yeah. the start, you're like, "What? I don't understand any of this." You keep like, thinking just... spookies are going to happen. Yeah, I love I love yeah. stuff where you think it's spooky, but it isn't. It's like, just it's just gone home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's definitely eerie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really beautiful game. You should check that out. Uh, now, <laughs> this is a weird. This is a weird episode. We're all very I don't know, very low energy. I, if you if you're mad at this episode, I'm sorry. Go listen to. You can't be mad at an episode. You can only be mad take, at the three of us. Take this CD out of your PlayStation One and replace it with the Marshall Mathers LP, and then you get a different slime. Yeah, you get a different podcast. Yeah. Lots of bad words. There's not a ton of news right now, right? Yeah. Like, no. I mean, and there's also like. We, Max and I are able to say we played it. We played yeah. a bunch of uh, Assassin's Creed Origins we just can't talk about it yet. Yep. Okay. I'm looking we forward can... to talking about it. Yeah. Well, That's all I can say. I'm also going to be playing, and we'll, we'll be playing Danganronpa tomorrow. I'm going to play Echo tomorrow. So there's The like, Dolphin? Not Echo the Dolphin. What's Echo? Uh, Echo. So it's kind of, I think, a horror-ish game where the AI learns from you how to kill you. Oh, I'm not playing. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm very interested in it. All right. Um, I'm streaming it tomorrow, so we'll see what it's like. But yeah, I think it's um, PS4, PC. Don't only? you mean you're streaming that today? Today. Anyway. When this podcast goes up. 
How um, do you plan things that are recorded? Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, now I figure we talk about the games that are out today. There are a ton coming out this week. Lots of lots of good stuff. Uh, so let's just get down to it. Uh, first things first, Fallout 4 Game of the Year Edition drops today. Uh, it's Fallout 4 with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like at this point, uh, if if money's an issue and you're not super like inclined to you know be first in line for everything, Bethesda, like Clockwork, will put out a Game of the Year edition Absolutely. of their big game. Yeah, which is uh, like was the best way to play Fallout 3 because otherwise you would die and lose your save. Yeah, you had to have the this extra DLC at the end, otherwise you would just at the end of the game it would just end. Oh, you had to have. Like, yeah, that I was. I think it was Point Lookout, dude. Bethesda has had like the worst. Like they had they had the horse armor from, from yeah. Oblivion, mm-hmm. and then they were like, oh, do you want like to keep playing in this massive sandbox game you've built? Well, you've got to buy. Was it was it Point Lookout? I think it was, it was Point Lookout. Well, that was Broken Steel. Either it was anyway, one of the DLCs of or the game of the year. Yeah. Also, their games are frequently kind of wonky at launch, but this will have all the patches and whatnot. So um, it's yeah, also, um, more game of the year. What's it? Uh, the 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 creation thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So like that has more players than it's ever had before. Also, I think they have got they finally got mod support on PS4 for Fallout. Cool. Yeah. Like they launched that on Xbox One, and then they yeah. gradually came over. Also, if you um, like Fallout, you should check out Max's episode of Expert Mode. Oh mm. God, yeah, totally. Um, I did an interview with uh uh Josh Sawyer, who's the director of Fallout New Vegas. This is over on. Uh, Facebook.com slash expert mode. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know one, no one it's told playlisted. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Alana did one about Rocket League. Yeah. Uh, and Brian did one about uh, Mario, all those rabbits. Mario and Rabbids. I oh. think those are the only ones that are up right now. Yeah. Well, we got more of those on the way. That's a really yeah. fun series. Yeah. Uh, has been doing some really cool stuff yeah. with Facebook. So yeah. keep and that's awesome because it's sort of, they were originally, Obsidian was, well, I guess before they were Obsidian, they were doing Fallout 3, which was going to be like fallout one and two yep. so it wasn't going to be a first person and they got really far along into a fallout three that yeah. ended up getting canceled mm-hmm. and then bethesda did fallout three and then they went back to them and was like you do this about vegas yeah it, new vegas is just it's such a if you kind of see it from a distance it doesn't really resonate as being important you know but once you kind of get under the hood and really and understand what makes like a good rpg what makes a good fallout game and kind of what bethesda does with their games versus what obsidian mm-hmm. was doing or uh, Black Isle, whatever. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I wish we could have had a longer interview for that. Kind of one of my favorite arguments is like, I way prefer Fallout Three to New Vegas, but some people so strongly feel mm-hmm. the other way. It's really polarizing. Yeah. It's interesting. Depends what you like Fallout for. Yeah. Like you inter- for you interviewed um what? I like it for the Vegas. Vegas is pretty Big cool. Fan of Vegas. They do good stuff. In <laughs> yeah. Like, like I like the hungover films. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's about the men who drink too oh, much, yes. and then they're in the morning. They like, the, shouldn't they have done the that. Baby. There's a tiger. Shouldn't keep, have yeah, done that. Um, I interviewed Tyson. Corey from Psionics for Rocket League. Yeah, and yeah, we have more of those videos coming. Um, they're awesome, and they're on Facebook. Uh, they launch on Facebook, and then they're on IGN.com a week later, and then two weeks later, I think they're on all other platforms. And we have had some criticism, like people are like you sold out, but it's like it's actually that this video series is really good, and it's like one of the best videos that I've worked on at IGN. And they're very expensive to shoot. That's the thing. It's like it's like we use gold cameras. <laughs> we looked at it as an opportunity to have someone else pay for us to make something cool that we straight up couldn't afford otherwise so it's like mm-hmm. without this this deal this yeah. awesome content couldn't exist right. so it's like i'm yeah. totally for it anyway uh rocket league very cool very yeah. cool game there's a game coming out this week it's called fifa 18 mm-hmm. it's a lot like rocket league yeah but instead of little cars there are human beings yeah. who have to mush, move like a much smaller ball it's, it's basically the human feet. version of you play rocket as the feet and yeah. you move the ball towards these large nets to capture it because it's a huge. There's a lot of. There. There's always the ball's a little bit smaller as well. It's yeah, um, it's interesting. There's a lot of debate over what's the best FIFA. I know there's a lot of FIFA Nine fans. 
just FIFA 6, which I guess in England it came out as FIFA 6 and it came out as FIFA 3 here, which is really confusing. So it's like the Final Fantasy of soccer It is. That's the joke I'm making. Is it? There's no FIFA 3. <laughs> I don't know. I just... This, I this just, is the 18th listen out, FIFA. You're bad sure. at talking about I still FIFA. have like FIFA 8 or something on N64. Yeah. I still have that cartridge. I'm very curious to see There's what There's no way you like. have FIFA 8. FIFA 8 what? It was released in 1908. Yeah. No, that can't be. That's impossible. Video games weren't. There wasn't even cars. Well, it I was just it was, a soccer ball. Might be ninety eight. Really it's probably ninety eight. I really don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> did you know they call it footy over there? Footsers, footy. We call it soccer in Australia. Do they? Yeah. Really? Wait, wait. It's soccer in Australia. Really? Yeah. Well, then why why doesn't England just get on board? Actually, over there they call it Dragon Quest. <laughs> anyway soccer warrior if you're a fan of fifa you probably know what fifa is and i apologize um steam world dig 2 that is also out on vita go 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 dust that thing off did i write that I, I definitely didn't. I write did not write that. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry for writing <laughs> dust that thing well, off. If I don't know Vita, what thing should I dust off? Uh, so yeah, Steam World Two is on uh, Vita and PS4. Honestly, just dust your PS4. It's probably got some gross stuff on it, so dust that off. Um, that game's super fun. It's just a really good uh, little Metroidvania mm-hmm. digging digging holes in the ground kind of game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a genre. Digging you holes know, in the ground. there's a Metroidvania coming out that's supposedly going to be really good. That's a t- late tie-in with the Mummy movie, and it's yeah, called The Mummy Demastered. It's, and it's by Way Forward. Good. Yep. So it's by Way Forward, who's an incredible developer, and it's this like 16-bit, super gorgeous, pixelated Metroidvania where you play as like a soldier trying to kill the mummy, and it looks awesome. Like it legitimately looks awesome. Yep, Way Forward regularly has really good games based on kind of weird tie-ins. Yeah, they did a uh, they did a Thor movie the game or whatever yeah. for ds that was gorgeous because it was it looked like a super nintendo game but it used both screens and it stopped making that face i'm just very confused why made, uh alien aliens yeah. infestation was came out right in the in sort of in the wake of colonial marines everyone was mad at that but infestation is like super metro yeah. with colonial hmm. marines yeah that's cool um i thought yeah. you were gonna say it came out in the wake of colonialization i was like ooh. yeah that's, that's interesting too soon, too soon uh danganronpa volume three Andrew. We will have Andrew. a let's play of that up on Andrew. Thursday um, on youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. But it's also, that's also on Vita. So it's like this thing you got Steam World Dig 2 and several Vita, Vita games. That's mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah, there's also, one about a, there's also a game about a koi pond that is out for Vita. Cool. Uh huh. Like a, nice. with fish? I like koi yeah. ponds. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. It's called, it's probably called like Koi Story Bro or something. Yeah. Did anyway, you, did you ever Max. play that fish dating sim called Coitus? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Anyway, Hato Full Koi Friend. <laughs> Hato Full Koi Friend. <laughs> All right. So uh, one game I played a bunch of today is called Ruiner. Yeah. Uh, this is from Devolver Digital's putting it out. This is, in a nutshell, it is heavy, heavy cyberpunk sort of Hotline Miami style twin stick shooter. Uh, a little bit dungeon crawly in how it how it feels. Um, it's gorgeous. And it's got some of my favorite representation of cyberpunk in video games I've seen in a while. I'm like really fussy about this, but it's like the perfect balance of like like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, uh, William Gibson, Neil Stevenson, and then like like a tiny like a tiny tiny bit of like Shadowrun in there. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But it's just it's just wonderfully wonderfully gorgeously designed. Um, yeah, you had the you had a giant grin on your face as you were playing this. I mean, walking it gets, past it looked cool. Yeah, it gets really hard, like unfair hard, like right. Hotline Miami hard. Uh, I would say. It's got the same kind of like, oh, it just spits you back out. And is, it a, is it bite size? Like how how Miami? Like in theory, every level is like twenty seconds long. It's like I, super hot. In that sense, I wish that it was more. It, it was shorter. Yeah. Um, I get the sense this is a much longer game. Um, 
Damon's got his uh, review up on the site. He wasn't wild about it because basically it's just not fun the first time through. But then mm. once you unlock a bunch of stuff, then you can like revisit levels. And it, it the whole thing, it gives you like, you know, S rank or A rank or whatever, depending gotcha. on how you're doing. But there's like, I was on, I was like, I love this game. I love this game. And then I get two hours in and there's this boss fight that just was like not fun, unfair, yeah. like yeah. just kind of really just like cheap shot stuff. So I don't know if they'll patch it or what. But um, like- speaking of Hotline Miami, there was a Kickstarter announced, I think this morning for another one of their, um, I think they're seven inch action figures mm. uh, for Hotline Miami. So if that's a thing you're interested in, because I've been like paying attention to every single one of those days released, it comes with like two separate masks and like a bunch of different weapons and stuff. So I think it has a goal of um, 75,000. So hopefully they make that. But if that's a Is thing you're official? interested in. Uh, yeah. Oh, they that's just cool. keep making yeah, them on Kickstarter. Yeah. Smaller company doing. But they're really it. cool. Yeah. Like they're well designed, and the the modeling is actually pretty impressive. So if you like Hotline Miami, someone check that out. was I don't know if it was you or Matt or Zach or Brian, but they texted that picture of uh, the beat action figure from Jet Set Radio. Yeah, there's one awesome. Japanese company I forget. There's like a whole line. There did uh, they did I think the Virtua Fighter ones that were all like low poly, yeah, sort of yeah. not cell shaded, but just clunky looking. And then they've got one of the the dude from Jet Set Radio. Been asking Swery to make a uh, Deadly Premonition action figure for so long. Like, I tweeted it at him like five times in a row, and he's like, sure! And then it just never happens. I'm like, you just want Agent York, goddammit. I'm making a game where you get drunk in the woods and become a cat. <laughs> he's also making a board game version of Deadly Premonition. I just want swear he is, by definition, a very weird dude. dude follow, him on, follow him on Instagram, because that dude just drinks beer, and he posts pictures of every beer he drinks. And he I says, drink king. So, yeah. I interviewed Swery about uh, Deadly Premonition when it came to PS3 for like the director's mm-hmm. cut or whatever. And he took selfies with everybody in the studio. Like he went he around. He retweeted and just, my sandwich. Okay, it was he's, a deadly premonition sandwich. But it's still just a sandwich photo. <laughs> he's a, he retweeted. He's a strange man. He's so cool. He's got uh, that monkey he travels with. Anyway, uh, yeah. what? <laughs> he has because. a stuffed monkey that he travels with, and he takes pictures with it. And he's like drinking with my monkey. And there's a stuffed monkey, and he's drinking a beer. Mm. Dude. Anyway. <laughs> There's another game coming out uh, this week called Hob. Yeah. I've been kind of tracking this for a while. This is the studio, uh, I think, Runic, the, yeah. t- the Torchlight games, yeah. which I always love, but I don't really like that type of game. Yeah. Uh, Hob looks like a ton of fun. Yeah, we played mm-hmm. it a bunch of, at various PAXs, and it's a sort of a top-down isometric uh, action puzzle platformer. sort of feels a little bit like Zelda, but you're running around these environments and like rebuilding the world. Like The world is almost like mechanical in nature so you do stuff on the surface of the world and then you go down into these dungeons and like find out how to get the machine back on and then when you get back up top like the world has changed that's cool um really cool really interesting action rpg mechanics super gorgeous um Mm -hmm. yeah i'm excited for this i think we have life i was gonna review this but we got it uh (laughs) we got it late um and so leif johnson's reviewing this but this is one of those games that i feel like almost uh, by the time it's out people are sort of like not over it, but it's it's that like it doesn't make a bang. It's kind of yeah. like a dull roar. As it's yeah. a, same problem you have with like early access games where people have been sort of talking about them for a while, and then finally it's like it's out. Hello, like where'd you yeah. guys go? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because that's also this isn't a PlayStation game, but like Cuphead comes out at the end of the week, and that's like totally one of those like man, mm-hmm. I have seen you for so very long. Like I am excited about. I'm excited game. for it too. But the fact that they aren't giving out codes early is making me like, ooh, is this, is this game a seven? And y'all are worried about people realizing that it's a seven because there's so much hype behind it. Yeah, hype know. is hype is the mind killer. It's uh, Frank Herbert. Wrote I've heard that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frank Herbert did not write that. No, or it hype was is the mind killer. It was Gumby. Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah. I do also love Gumby. Gumby. That's a and his pals Pokey, <sighs> Mahatma Gumby. Um, do you guys not know what Gumby is? What are you? Are you? Joking? I literally just said with his pals Pokey, Prickle, and Goo. Oh. Goo is great. 
Yeah. Those blockheads always ruining things I don't and like then the jumping heads. through books. I used to watch so much Gumby. I watched I a ton of Gumby. Gumby's great. I watched a ton of Gumby. I watched Davy and Goliath. I watched the the Gnome show, David and the Gnomes. I used yeah, to get, I was familiar. sick. I was sick a lot as a child. I'm just like I'm sick. mentally just tracking all the people who are upset about this episode for being all over the place. I was weird. so sick as a child very often that I would watch all these shows, and then only as an adult that I realized a bunch of them were religious. Gumby's religious. Is it? David the Gnomes are religious. Oh, Gumby is totally religious. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. There's like a flying blue woman. Yeah. <laughs> How? Have you ever She's read the religious. Bible? Have you ever read the Bible? That's. She's quite prominent. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Speaking of stuff that sounds like Gumby, Gundam Versus is out. Gumby win. We talked last week about how there aren't enough mech games. Uh, this apparently showed up to prove me wrong. There you are spoke about mech games without me? Yeah. yeah. There are 90 different mobile suits in this game, and they all fly around and make a whole bunch of noise and crash into each other. This is I, – I wish we'd get like a, a sort of a more grounded Gundam game, but they've always been like kind of just like sort of manic and in your face. Um this one, I think, was based on an arcade game, but basically it's a fighting game that has a 90-character roster, Wait, effectively. fighting game? Sort of. It's like one of those 3D kind of like... Okay, basically like, what they usually are. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's sort I of... Wanna, an, I just want a big single-player gun, Gundam game. Yeah, it'd be great. And I also you want... want Ahmed Cole. Well, and I want, I want it to have... I want it to be a dating sim when I'm the human, so it's, and then I want it to be a... So it's Evangelion. And then I want it to be... Yeah, I mean, that's what I... I, I, I want, essentially want an Evangelion. I want, like, uh, Titanfall 2, but instead of the robot talking to you, it's just... A, like bright Noah shows up and just slaps Amro upside the head. Yeah. Get the robot. Yeah. I get the I, robot I get just slapping that. and then you get Haro. Oh, also the ball, shout, you up. shout out to Zach who last week predicted that left alive was going to be a part of the front mission series because they announced later that week that left alive is in the front mission universe. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So he also did. that game shout looks very, very metal geary. Yeah. In the, oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. so yeah, if you haven't, we talked about, uh, left alive announced it. TGS, um, Show looks the first really cool. Check it out. Little smidge of gameplay looks I, cool. I think maybe if you're going to show that little gameplay, just just so hold off. Either don't or show yeah. more. It was a real smudge. Um, yeah, yeah. So Gunner versus looks pretty cool. There's no eighth MS team or 0080 suits in there, which is nonsense, and I don't like it one bit. E L C. Probably <laughs> they actually have a ton of DLC. Well, is in Death Sight going to be there? Is Heavy Arms? Oh yeah, they got all those those stupid Backstreet Boy Gundam. Hero Yui. <laughs> oh my god, they're totally. They're 100 the Backstreet Boys. I love them. Yeah, oh, Zex Marquis. Yeah. He's he's Howie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just really want this Evangelion Gundam fighting game bus dating simulator. I know, right? Damn it. Yeah, uh, uh, I just I would love a, a Evangelion game that isn't for N sixty four a pachinko machine or, or like a twenty thousand dollar four D game that exactly, you can only play yeah. in Japan. Uh, speaking of Japanese things, Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash is out this week. Nice. This is, I believe, the first competitive wet t shirt shooting game. Wet t shirt shooting. It's just a third, shoot? It's a third-person shooting game. It's vaguely Splatoon-like because you've all got water guns. <laughs> you go around, and there's these women, and they wear like, the breasts are out there, and you just nice. shoot them with the water, and they yeah. get they get jumping all over the place. Yeah. Cool. Do they have weekly Splatfests? <laughs> I'm sure that some Mayo of the people... <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be daily Splatfests for this one. Uh, I like. Do you guys remember? I had a. I brought home one of those Senran Kagura games that I'd had like a fake press event at my house. Do you remember that? <laughs> I like. I like put it on. I was like, you guys, excuse me. I've gathered you here. Are other, other false pretenses? And I like put it on the TV. And you were just like, Max, what are you doing? And I was like, Senran Kagura <laughs> Estevel versus Volume Two is back again. And those ninja women are here, and they're randy. That for one two switch, but yeah, yeah. Um, but you didn't trick everybody. I didn't. No. <laughs> The Senran Kagura games are weird because I think they're like actually pretty solid. They just happen to be like cheesecake is all hell. And there's like delicious. little booby anime ladies. Not nice. delicious. No. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Um, 
Now it's time for not what VR playing, but VR bitch day, which is when we talk about a bunch of VR stuff that's coming out. We just put it in a big pile <laughs> out right. front of the oh, curb. Oh, because you, you didn't play these. There is a game that is coming out for PSVR this week that I really, really <laughs> want to play. It's called Vrog. It's a game about being a frog in VR. Nice. It's spelled V-R-O-G like frog, but with VR at the front. What do you do as a frog? You're a frog. Okay. I think you jump around, you eat flies, you do yeah. all the frog stuff. That sounds great. Also, I feel also like, kind of sickening. Maybe. I feel like VR hopping would be very yeah. nauseating. How, like, how come they haven't bad. made jumping flash yet in VR? Because people would throw up? Uh, probably because they're afraid of a cease and desist from the Rolling Stones, who wrote Jumping Jack Flash. And that's why they didn't. I feel like that's maybe not it. That's not true. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't tell you. Um, another game called Light Tracer, which uh, if you look at the key art for it, is just it looks like a very kind of more cheesecakey anime stuff. And Cheers, stuff. I call it things cheesecake. What do you want me to call it? Fan servicey? I don't know. Like, oh, is that what you? I don't call yeah. it like uh, carrot cake. You can talk about no, carrot cake. Brian's not here. That means cake. a different thing. Anyway, God. good God. Um, yeah, this looks like it. I thought it was going to be like a kind of a d- dating simmy, like cutesy anime girl type of thing, but it actually looks kind of interesting. It's, um, this is Light Tracer once again. It's a puzzle platformer where you've got this sort of like, uh, you are, your, your head is the camera. You're sort of basically this godlike entity and you're using with one move controller, you're moving the, the level around, sort of a la Fez almost. That's cool. And then the other one, you're guiding this, this girl through these big kind of mazes and stuff. So it's an interesting, it's one of those things that could go either way. It could either yeah. be infuriating and sickening, or it could be like really, really cool mm-hmm. and use yeah, the so VR. I'm really, I'm really cool. excited for the two PSVR games we talked about last week: the Neko Atsume one and the uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale music singing game. That's yeah, VR, whatever that is. <laughs> Which I think is going to be disappointing. I think it's just oh. going to be weird musical numbers that you're front row for. But again, I want if I can hang out in VR with Parappa the Rapping Dog, then I'll be happy. Wow, I'm surprised you didn't say Neko Atsume, which is what most people would say, but that's fine. I said that that was the first one you mentioned. Like what's maybe VR? The one that you went to is I can't wait to hang out with Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, you actually said like Parappa the Rapping Dog, which is you also did his full name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a Christian name. Good lord! <laughs> uh, there's another game coming out for PSVR called. What's going on? What is this game called? It, when I look at it, it hurts my eyes. It's Duver. called DWVR. Duver. Oh, which, it's not DVVR. No, 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 no. DVVR. Duver. Uh, so. I don't know what it actually stands for. I looked around. Uh, I think it's probably like Dungeon Warrior VR, but basically it's like a shooting gallery type of thing where you can kill the skeletons and the men using everything from guns to spells and all sorts cool. of stuff in between. It's just, we're getting a lot of these kind of um, these games that are out for, for Steam and Oculus, uh, and they're showing up on PSVR. What's worth noting is I think this is still an early access on Steam, so... Mm-hmm. If you're looking for like a full-fledged VR experience, this may not be it. I do really can... love spell-fighting games in uh, VR, though. That yeah. is really fun. Have you played Vrog, though? I haven't. It's no. the ultimate it's VR frog simulator. Have you ever drank Grog? Yeah, I have. Pirate Boost. No, you haven't. Wait. We're not talking about GR. We're talking about Pirate VR. Boost? Grog. Yeah. Oh, in Australia, we just call every alcohol Grog. What? Yeah. Yeah, they, we kind of do that here. This place we still, like, go to the Grog shop. shop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you know what I'm looking at. <laughs> good God. Do you guys want to talk about anything else before we go read the comments and they're mad at us? For no being one's like, going to be mad at us. I think they're going to be mad at us. I'm always scared of that. Great. No, people it's are, fine. Don't just, worry about it. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I, I think, think that people oh. are more likely to be mad at you if you like draw the negativity to the madness. Okay. If we just have a good time, I was going to like derail this even further and ask you if we could have a like a, a Bob Ross. Is that his name? The painting guy. Yes. You want to have a Bob Ross painting party someday, where like sure. we just like watch Bob Ross and I'll try and paint the thing together. I went to a bar that had him on. It was great, but there were no paints nearby, so I couldn't. I was just like. Trying that would be super cool. Supposed to be on a date, but I was just looking at the TV because I wanted. To I'm really bad at. I'm really bad at. I'm really bad at painting. But it's fun. I'm also bad at painting. 
What are you I, talking about? You are both very good artists. No, I'm bad at painting. No, you're, you're good fine. at coloring. You're fine at painting. You're fine. You're, you're, fine you're, at painting. You're fine at painting. You're, 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 you're good at painting. You're good at oh, painting. Thanks. Marty probably sucks at painting. Oh, yeah. yeah painting real is bad. fun. His I'm handwriting is a nightmare. Oh, it's, like, it's, a, very it's real trash heat. Um, I would love it if there were later seasons of Bob Ross where he's just like painting like Frank Frazetta stuff. He's like, oh, the skeleton warriors are here. And <laughs> I'm just going to draw a terrifying little harpy up here. It's mostly landscapes, right? Yeah. It's always, yeah. it's always like very like kind of generic vanilla stuff. But yeah. I'd love it if he just like – it's like you got to watch the later seasons when he gets weird. That would be weird yeah. if it star started becoming like hellscapes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got to put the death a, spire right here. Just a lay, little happy little lake of fire right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what uh, what's – What's what's good, guys? Like what, what's going on? Is, is we saw uh, we saw Mother last weekend. Yeah, yeah. You that's not good. You didn't like we it. Didn't like it. Brian good. liked it a lot. Wait, yeah. really? Brian loved it's Brian's favorite movie of the year. Are you serious? It's not his favorite. It's one he said it's his he favorite movie. It? His favorite single movie of the year. How? I don't know. I don't know. The divisive movies. Are you guys watching The Deuce? I watched episode one of The Deuce. The Deuce is a good show. It's on HBO right now. If you're looking for something on Sunday nights to watch, where people may or may not have sex. Ooh. Game of Thrones isn't on. It's a good mm. show. It's about like 70s porn industry. Uh, and it makes me really, really want a GTA in the 70s because we've gotten – I want a GTA in the 70s. Yeah. I think it's cool. – I think someday we'll – I mean there was that one that was like London 69 or whatever yes. and then there was – I mean Mafia 3 kind of did that. But I feel like yeah. it's doing something that properly – I would actually like, be pretty stoked if the next GTA wasn't modern day. Oh, what do you guys think? Uh, so obviously we're recording this on Monday. But on Thursday morning, we're going to have a bunch of Red Dead news. Yeah. In theory. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Battle Royale. <laughs> That's what the multiplayer is? It's the whole game. Bunch of cowboys. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I think Red Dead Online will 100% ship with a Battle Royale mode. Oh, well, GTA has it now, too. Like, yeah. absolutely. Um, and it makes perfect sense for them to do that because it's, that system works so well for it. Like, GTA yeah. Online was so good. Do you think we can get a release date? <sighs> I, Rockstar's so unpredictable. Yeah? Sure. I mean, we're going to get a look at gameplay, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I that's what's going to be... The second time we got a look at GTA Five, it was like... Oh, this is what the game is. Yeah. yeah. I still like... Well, that was the trailer with the lady speaking over the top. It was like, here are these three characters you can <laughs> jump to. Yeah. Which was so nice. It was so like just clear cut. I was like, oh, thank and, you. I mean, it, it made our jobs irrelevant, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I still remember like the first um, the first preview event I went for, for for GTA 5 and just like just seeing that game in action and being like, not I don't know where the bottom is, you know? And like, honestly, like that game still just blows Doesn't my have mind. a bottom um, with yeah, GTA Yeah, it keeps going. Um I watched uh, I watched Repo Man this weekend, um, which is a wonderful weird '80s movie that is has so much GTA V in its DNA. Like it's so there's so much similar stuff in there that is like mm-hmm. not usually cited. People are always like, oh, it's like a Heat or it's like Drive or you know what or you know it's got I don't know, themes from modern action movies mm-hmm. and everything. But Repo Man is like I mean it's about a dude who's repossessing cars, but the whole like. Um, kind of Franklin's early story arc where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, here's a guy who's going to teach you how to steal cars on the level. It's a legitimate way of doing it. And you're like, maybe it isn't. And then there's all this other weirdness and just kind of general L.A. strangeness going GTA on. GTA so good. Um, yeah, I, I love that game. It. I know, I need to play it. I need to play you're it. You're never going to play it. You don't know that? As, as insane good game. As insane as it is to be like, oh, this is, I think I think it's like the fourth best-selling game in history. Yeah. I still think that game is underrated. <laughs> like, I think the people are like, oh, I don't know, it's, well, it's whatever. I know. actually, I think that the... Uh, the main campaign is incredibly good. And mm-hmm. I think that part is undersold. Like obviously people love it for being a right. really rich up and well, but you can do whatever you want with tons of freedom. But I think like the narrative is really good. So smart. It's like yeah. people don't talk about that part of it very much. Like I had to do this thing on HuffPost live. That was me and like four other women 
and it was a discussion about uh, whether GTA Five was sexist because you can kill hookers and steal their money. And I was the only one that was like, I'm very for this game. I like this game a lot. None of them had played it. It was like one of the most frustrating things I'd oh, ever had to do. They're like, if you can kill hookers, I'm not playing. I was like, I'm like, why aren't there any women in it? It's a story about masculinity. It's a very good yep. story about masculinity. Like, it's yeah, it's such a good game. Yeah, I, I haven't played it because you can kill the hookers. I was actually one. Of, well, I was one of the people on that. Panel. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was when we met. I shouldn't have gendered you. <laughs> yeah, there's actually um, there's a, a another movie. If we're doing this, I just I wanted to talk about this. I was gonna this movie called Sorcerer. That's um, William Friedkin, who did uh, French Connection and The Exorcist, and this was right after I think he did The Exorcist. They were like, "All right, you can do whatever you want. You're great at making films. What would you like to do?" And he's like, "I want to remake this French movie called The Wages of Fear, and it's oh, yeah. about these uh, these three criminals who have to team up and move a truck full of nitroglycerin through the jungle. Yeah, and it's like weird because it's got this. If it's possible for a movie to have mechanics in it, mm. that's totally what it seems like because you've got these like these three dudes who are kind of trying to accomplish different things, teaming up to these have like one, unique set of skills and everything. Yeah. One terrifying escort mission. Yeah, um, that also, totally is a thing. Yeah. Um, what was the movie that we saw together? Kubo. Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, that, that felt like a game. is absolutely a video game made into a movie, like without being. Yeah, it's just it's like, like bosses and boss fights and, and, and levels, yeah. and it's it's just the way that it grows is like so video gamey. It's, yeah. it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting how I think we're going to see more and more of that, mm. just in terms of how more filmmakers are actually like playing games yeah. and trying. I mean, Snowpiercer yeah. ostensibly has that. Yeah, that's goes through the train. My favorite Bioshock movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so go check those out uh, if you haven't. All those yeah. all those movies we just named. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to go do Rapid Fire over on our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond, mm-hmm. where we post the full episode every Tuesday. We post Let's Plays every, every Thursday. Thursday. And Saturday morning, we post a, a special extended edition of Rapid Fire, which is like Saturday morning cartoons, but yeah. for broken Basically kids. like an excuse for us to be able to talk about whatever we want to uh, that isn't tied to a PlayStation mm-hmm. podcast because... The drop rate showed that people stop listening when we get to Breath yeah, of really? the PlayStation Yeah, Okay, yeah. so that's actually a good reason. I, you well, guys no, I really, gonna... I should have given you uh, like the rundown of the reason right. why we're doing it. It's because there's a drop in listening, and it's like, well, if people really want to hear the off-topic banter stuff, then they can just go to the YouTube channel to hear it. But a lot of people just want a PlayStation podcast, so okay. it's like we're catering to those people. That way we were able to do more of a real show, and then we also, more it's just of more a content, fire, and then the show growing allows us to do Let's Plays and other weird things. Yeah. Cool. And the Let's Plays are doing super well, too. Like, the more people watch them, the more we get to make them, because there totally is a risk that if they don't mm-hmm. view well enough, then managers will be like, can't do those anymore, but they're yeah. super fun. And those are things yeah. that take up people a ton. It takes up over an hour, oh, multiple times, no, and they, then you're editing it. They which, take like four hours. They yeah. take longer than the podcast does. So it's like they take a long time, but I'm really happy with the way they're turning out. They're a lot of fun. The last one was Final Fantasy IX, which, uh, for the record, I don't know if we spoke about it, is a really good remake. Yeah. It's great. It's on PS4 cool. now. Second best Final Fantasy game. So if you haven't already, head over to youtube.com slash IGN Beyond and click the subscribe button, and you don't have to watch every video, but it helps us out if you do. It's very nice of you to do that. Uh, thank you for explaining that it's a drop rate. I didn't actually know that. You yeah. Just, you just were like, we're doing this now, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so on that note, uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville, Alana's Charlonazard, and Marty is McBiggity. With two G's and two T's. I'm going to add one someday. Two slices of cheese. And I'm going to add a third Y. You say aw cheese? Slathered with mayonnaise. Oh, gross. These are Uh, all things I like. Anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully, with more energy. Because they'll fix those goddamn lights. (laughs) (laughs) Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine. Erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we 
are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.